so welcome to episode one of Weekly Dose of Shanti. And so today um, we will be talking about um, basically how you can use the obstacles and the adversity that you go through to gain and regain the power in your voice. And so I'm going to start off by telling a mini story that is personal to me, and then I'm going to dive deep into some research that I've read and some facts that I've read online. Um, And then I'm going to go back into linking my story and then closing out with um, my claim and my argument about how power, you can regain power through living through harsh hardship and hard obstacles. So um, I'm going to say, I'm going to start with a little bit of background. Um, my mom, I live with my mom. My mom is a single mother. Um, I have, I am in good connection with both sides of my family in which my mom's side is more religious than my dad's side. Um, my mom's side is re- very big on going to church, worshiping God. My dad's side is kind of like, you believe what you believe. I'm not going to force you type of situation. And so um that being said <clears throat> um I felt growing up around more of my mom's side of the family it was always like whatever my great aunts my great uncles my mom's sisters my just all of my family members whatever they grew up believing and worshiping and doing they felt like every generation after them had to do the same thing so to be specific some things that me and my sister would have to do such as wear the same clothes, same outfit, have the same hair style, um, <clears throat> same book bags for school. Um, we would it was just everything with me and my sister was the same. And I felt like it was kind of weird because I've always been the tomboy of the family, what well, at least with my mom's kids. I've always been a tomboy and they knew that. And so I never liked to be put in dresses. I never liked to wear those flat shoes. I never liked to get my nails painted, my hair done. So it was very hard for me to gain any type of voice with my mom's side of the family because they always felt like they knew it all. Whatever they said was right, and that's what had to be done. And so I didn't know how to say anything to them because being that they were so religious, it was kind of like if I ever talked back to them or anything, they would think I was like a devil's child. And so it wasn't until my first encounter with my dad in which I was telling him that I was going to college this year and I was getting to pick the college that I wanted to go to and my mom was very supportive of me but on the other hand he wasn't he kind of was like you're not thinking about anybody else just thinking about yourself you're being selfish just going all crazy on me about what I wanted to do with my life and so it was very unladylike for me and which came from the mouth of some of my family members that I didn't want to be, I didn't want to work in a hair salon or a nail salon, or I didn't want to be a doctor or a teacher. It kind of hurt them to see me play basketball so much because they felt as though like that was a boy's sport and I couldn't do it. And so that kind of links to how women are seen in relation to men. Men could do more, th- get, men can do more than women can because they were seen to be more dominant. So when I brought up the fact that I wanted to participate in a, a sport that a boy played, my both sides of my families panicked. They felt like, okay, maybe she's gay. Maybe, you know, maybe we need to like start forcing her to play with other females and interact with other females, setting her up for play dates and stuff. So um, 
it wasn't until I was making my decision for college in which I told my mom. My mom was very supportive of me. I'm first generation on my mom's side, and I think I'm third generation on my dad's side. So it kind of was very easy for me to get my mom to understand what I was saying, but getting my dad's side of the family to understand what I was saying, it kind of put me in the middle. Being that my dad, my mom's side of the family was very religious and my dad's side was kind of like, I can't force you or you can believe what you want. I kind of was in the middle because I didn't want to be too religious or I didn't want to be seen to be have no religion at all. I didn't want to, I just didn't know what to pick. I was young. I was about 12. I was just like, how do you know when you believe in God or how do you know God's real? You know, things that normal people think whenever talking about the discussion of religions. So I was making my decision about college and I had told my dad that I committed and he was very like not angry, but he just didn't have any words for me. It wasn't no congratulations. It wasn't anything. And so my first time ever gaining my voice against him was when I told him that I felt very uncomfortable with him not supporting my decision to go to college and then the college that I was going to. Um, my mom was very supportive, but I had to still stand up to mom to my mom to let her know that I'm not going to be, I'm not going to fail and be like the rest of my family. Not saying that my family failed at being successful in life, but I don't want to be seen as someone or another person in my family to who, who have not went to college. I want to be the one to say, I did it. I walked across that stage for high school and I did it for college within the four year span. I wanted to be the one to say that. So I stood up to both sides, well, my mom and my dad specifically, and I told them what I wanted and how I wanted things to go. Now, as far as picking the school, my mom was very supportive because she knew I was first generation and she knew that I, I've always been a hardworking person. So she knew that I wasn't going to be the type to drop out of college. I wasn't going to be the type to just forget all my studies and do something that I didn't want to do for the rest of my life. She believed in me, in which my dad kind of didn't because he felt like basketball was going to take me somewhere. I had um, quit it. I had quit. <laughs> I had quit basketball this upcoming school year or well, this following school year. Um, because I felt like it was just taking away time for my personal, my, just being myself. Like I, I wasn't able to study and study on time, go to a basketball game, go to practice and come back and do everything all over again. It was kind of getting a chaotic, very chaotic. The schedule was very chaotic. So um, <clears throat> with that being said, that just shows how much power I gained over the last, what, seven, six years that I've been, you know, interacting and being vocal with my parents about what I wanted, mainly my mom. Um, Sometimes it gets hard to talk to parents about what you want because being that they've been here before and they've been through similar situations, they feel like they know it all and what they say goes. But my only tip to anybody out there that is feeling kind of like, no, what my mom said goes, I have to, like, I have to do what she says. Yeah, that is your mom. But at some point, your mom is going to have to let you grow up and learn lessons on your own. Now, the college that I'm going through, going to, it might not be the best college for me. And I might not stay committed to that college. But at least for the fall of 2020, I will be attending a college and I will be pursuing a degree in which I want to finish by the end of four years. So, that was my short story. I'm going to kind of connect that to what I've I've been reading and um understanding of what goes on when making decisions with the youth. I feel like a lot of what's going on in the real world right now with George Floyd and everything is kind of being hard, but seeing videos of little girls who are younger than me, the age of seven, eight, nine, and probably younger, speaking to police officers in a way I would not be able to, it kind of gains, it kind of gives me the inspiration that maybe 
stepping up to the plate and maybe maybe speaking to my mom was hard for me, but if they can do it, I can do it. And so that connects to what is going on in the real world. What I've researched is that when you feel silenced or you feel like someone is forcing you to do something because they don't know what's best for you, it can it can like result in poor mental health. I've been in both situations where my mental health was skyrocketing, and especially with this quarantine, it hasn't been, you know, stable, but I've struggled with mental stability. And so through research, I found out that it can lead to anxiety and fearing having any type of, you know, relationship with people, whether it's romantic or friendly, um, your friend groups kind of result in how you see the world. And I'm glad that I have the friends that I have because they definitely do push me to speak about issues and they definitely give me that push. Like, I don't know about you, but I definitely am going to speak up about this. If I don't want to do this thing tomorrow, I'm not going to kind of like, you know, having a good crowd around you. So I'm going to, I'm about to close out, but I feel like I have to get two things off my chest. Um, From personal experiences, I feel like the the tough situations that I went through or that people go through out there, it's kind of hard for us to get through what we want to get through the situation without being so negative. Because most of the time you feel like no one's there, no one cares, or you're being too hard. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what's best for me. And that type of situation you can start to look at your out your obstacles as positive. It's going to take a while for you to get there or for us to get to a point where our, our obstacles are more positive than negative. But I prefer that because then after you start to think more positively, your mental health will get better. In relation to the power in your voice, once you get better in the situation you are going through, your voice becomes stronger because you will be able to tell your story be vocal about what you feel and help others going through similar situations as you. And to close out, I believe that the obstacles that you faced doesn't reflect on the power that your voice has. The cultural and individual pain that anyone endures will influence them to be vocal about what they feel isn't right or is right. It will lead us, we, the youth, to tell our story more and be more vocal about what we feel is right and what is wrong. So that is the end of episode one of Weekly Dose of Shanti, and I will see you guys for the second one.